What's going on, KCSS listeners? This is your girl and host, DJ Chanel, back with another fantastic interview with an all-star, in my opinion. On this special episode of Women in Media, I have guest Alex Amila, who's Senior Press Manager for Listen Up Media, which you'll find out a little bit later what that is on our interview, and also including Alex's background, me shamefully stalking her social media accounts, and discussing her time at the Grammys last year. Listen here on your KCSS. Hi, Alex. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and also to finally virtually meet you. I know. I'm so excited. I feel like we've been working together for such a long time. So it's good to finally see you. Yes, exactly. You need to put like a face to the emails. I'm going to be referencing a lot of your Instagram posts. So I apologize if I come off like a stalker, but it's part of research. Not at all. Don't worry about it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. So Alex, I was looking at your Instagram and on your slogan bio, you say, find me on the dance floor. Now, I just want to ask a fun question at the very beginning of our interview. What is your go-to dance move? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, my go-to dance move, I would say it's somewhat of like a two-step and like a booty shake at the same time. I'm always like dancing very like crazily just because it's like fun to do that. And I put that in my bio just because... I love to dance. And if you know me as a person, like you'll always find me at a, like on the dance floor at a party, festival, club, like even when I'm just like with my friends, I'm always like the first person to start like dancing and, you know, getting everyone really hyped. So yeah, so that's just like a little bit about my personality and like who I am just as a person. Awesome. Well, hopefully, you know, if I'm ever down in SoCal, I'll, I'll join you on the dance floor. <laughs> yes, we can. We can. <laughs> now exactly. you talked about you're in the club dancing, but you're also like dancing in festivals. And for someone who used to go to big festivals like Coachella, also I saw a cross music festival. You're a music lover. You work in the field industry of music. So how was it like with COVID putting a halt on music for over a year? Someone, like I said, who's a music lover, who loves to dance to music and all of a sudden everything just stops. It was very difficult for me. I've personally been, you know, going to shows and festivals for over 10 years now. And it's something that I plan my whole year around, whether that's, you know, just going as someone who's enjoying the concerts and festivals and also someone who's going for work. Because when shows were happening, you know, I was going to the club every weekend covering shows or every other month, you know, going to a festival on site to cover a client and whatnot. So it basically was this year was having me relearn like new hobbies and who am I without music and what does music mean to me? And I think we take those moments for granted, you know, of spending time with friends and being able to be out, whether that's at the club or the festivals. And it's a big part of who I am. So, you know, it was kind of just rethinking and reshaping like am I ready for the next step in my life where you know maybe I'm not going to music festivals every weekend I'm not going to the club every weekend or is this who I am and who I want to continue to be so it was really like more of like a life altering moment for me for the past year but you know I think for a lot of people too music and dancing is like that release that we have you know every day we're so caught up in like always looking to the future or looking back to the past that we're not really like enjoying the moment and the present. And I think that music really brings us together and makes us live in the moment. So 
you know, now we're having to go through this really tough time together where we're having to, you know, live in the moment, but the moment we don't want to live there. Like we want to escape. And the reason and the outlets that we have to escape for me was music. I don't have that anymore. So how can I continue to, you know, make each day exciting and keep positivity in my life? So that just kind of transitioned me into like having new hobbies and trying to do new things and, you know, trying to kind of expand my reach a little bit. So that's kind of how the past year has gone. So what new hobbies have you developed? Oh my gosh, I've been cooking a lot, which, you know, just I'm always on the go. So I didn't really like cook all that much, whether it was just something you could throw in the microwave or something easy in the oven. But now I'm just on the internet, like on Instagram or TikTok or Pinterest, finding these like crazy recipes. And then I'll show them to my boyfriend and say, hey, do you, let's try this this week. And what else did I do? Like watching film and TV that I've never would normally watch. And that's been fun. Just working out. I've been doing a lot of, you know, fitness stuff as well, like at the home stuff, like on YouTube and whatnot. But yeah, so those were a couple of things. Yeah, I've been binging a lot of shows too. And you took the words out of my mouth, how music is an escapism. And now it just kind of feels that not attending live music and concerts, it's like a piece of us is missing, like our soul is out. Yeah. But also on top of that, you know, some of your favorite artists that, you know, like working on the artist side of this, you know, we have so many releases that we're timing these up with concerts and festival shows, full tours. And now some of our favorite artists, you know, whether that's, you know, yours or mine or artists that I work with, they're not, they've either chosen not to release music at all or completely switch up what they're doing. So I've really respected a lot of artists who have taken this time during COVID to try a new avenue or just continue to push on and say, you know what, even though there's a pandemic happening, I'm just going to keep releasing music because I love it. So I thought that was special I've spoken to artists who they were debating whether like well should we hold off new music until it's safe for us to tour but like Mm -hmm. you said that music brings people together and so they felt they needed to do this almost like a a community service well music heals so let me do my part and deliver this music to my fans that needed the most during these hard times exactly and for them too I think you know having that putting their art out there, especially during COVID and still getting, you know, that positive response. I'm sure as an artist, you kind of made them feel this like sense of community and like, you know, people are still out there and listening and, you know, they need me and I'm going to provide this service that also like heals me internally. So music is powerful in that sense. And I don't think people think of it that way. You know, some people are just like, oh, whatever, if it's on the radio, like I'll listen to it. But for us people that are, you know, really into music, it's more than that. It's like spiritually part of our souls as you said yeah it just means a lot more exactly it's strengthening to us too and also it's kind of weird to think about it because we spent a whole year not going to concerts and now that majority are getting vaccinated and how there's actually a strong possibility of concerts coming back now it's like well do I feel safe to return to concert again like maybe instead of me going to a concert every week maybe every few months like now people are going to start thinking differently going out again definitely I think to just like large you know festivals before you know you would go to for instance for me example I went to like Coachella like I used to camp at Coachella and you know thinking about it now I'm like wow I can't believe all the things that I did that were not very COVID safe you know what I mean whether that's just 
using the public restrooms or showering in the public showers like at Coachella or some people like don't even shower for three days because <laughs> they're just at a music festival they just don't want to so it's like all those little things and now me just thinking like I always have hand sanitizer on me wherever I go so now like thinking back on it all of the festivals and shows I've gone to over the years and even just going out to the bars or restaurants and not you know always like consistently hand sanitizing washing my hands or wearing a mask it's like what is the world look like once things are kind of gearing back to normal and what will live events really look like when they come back because obviously as you've seen they're kind of happening in different states but specifically in California where they've been really cracked down on COVID very hard San Francisco as well very metropolitan areas what are those festivals going to look like are people going to be scared and not want to be staying next to each other or are people going to say you know I'm vaccinated and I don't care Yeah, honestly, I don't think my first concert will be till this fall. So and I again, like I'm still debating, I don't know either. But speaking about events, again, scrolling through your Instagram, (laughs) last year, you attended the Grammys. How was that like? It was a really surreal experience. So I've actually done the Grammys twice. And at my previous PR gig, um, I did a lot of events, whether that was red carpet events, I've done a lot of stuff with like the Oscars, you know, you name it. But specifically last year, it was a surreal experience because it was also the same day that, you know, Kobe Bryant passed away, you know, very suddenly. All this excitement of being on the red carpet and it was like the hustle and bustle. Everyone was so excited. All these celebrities are showing up. People are just dressed to the nines. And, you know, when you're doing a Grammy campaign, you're kind of working so many months in advance. So it's finally where it's like, okay, this is the moment and it's happening now. And it's just like really exciting. But then at the same time, what happened in my experience specifically was I was walking my client down the carpet and I was reading the teleprompter from E and I could see what was happening you know, with Kobe Bryant, because I didn't know that it had happened because I was on the red carpet earlier in the morning. So I had no communication, you know, with the outside world with what was happening. So I was reading the teleprompter and I was like, wait, what's going on? And my client told me like, oh yeah, Kobe Bryant passed away. And I was like, what? So after we did all the red carpet stuff, I'm leaving the Staples Center and there are hundreds of thousands of people just pouring into Staples Center because that's where, you know, the Grammys are always hosted. Everyone in their Kobe jerseys, people are crying, bringing flowers. The streets are completely shut down. There's just like pure chaos happening. So it was kind of this weird moment of celebration and like agony at the same time and kind of seeing those two worlds clash. And it was really amazing to go home and watch the Grammys and see how quickly they were able to get something together to, you know, both commemorate Kobe Bryant while also like, you know, paying tribute to what was happening at the Grammys at the same time. Yeah, I remember when that happened. And it was crazy because I just remember going on Twitter and I'm like, wait, what? And I'm not a huge sports basketball person, but I know how important Kobe Bryant was for the Lakers. So it was really heartbreaking and only just him, but his daughter too so awful just thinking about it like it still makes me so sad for their family the community of LA but from what I've heard I think he's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame or something that was the first sign that 2020 was going to be awful like that was the key moment right there oh my gosh yeah oh I'm glad that 2020 is over with but I also did check out your LinkedIn profile (laughs) 
I did see that you graduated from CSU Northridge and you studied communications and media studies. So what attracted you to the world of media, Alex? So originally when I was in high school, I would say I was always into entertainment. My aunt, she works in the movie and film industry. So, you know, just kind of growing up around her, she would always talk to me about what she was working on. And at the time she was working at Disney. So I was always like really interested to hear about the projects she was working on. I grew up in Burbank, which is, you know, the city of where all the studios are at. So, you know, a lot of People that I went to high school with were, you know, actors, actresses as well. Like Blake Lively went to my high school. So yeah, there was always this kind of sense of like entertainment happening around me. And then I went to college. So my first year out of high school, I went to Arizona State. And there I was studying business. While I was, you know, going through all the motions of business, I'm not good at math at all. Like it's not my forte. And I was like going through all these classes and courses. And I was like, you know, I don't like any of this. And I know I've always had, you know, an interest and passion for entertainment. So, you know, like, let me pursue that. So I transferred to Cal State Northridge. And there, they have one of the top 20 communications programs, like in the nation. So I started taking all these courses. And I was like, I really love this. Like, I really do love to public speak and talk and, you know, be really interactive. That's really part of like my personality. So it kind of felt like that perfect fit. And I really loved all my professors and all my classes in the communications and media department. They let you try out so many different things. You can kind of see like where your niche is and what you like to do and, you know, kind of grow from there. It was nice to kind of take a lot of different courses and that kind of steered me to my job, my previous job at EMC Bowery, which is a publicity firm as well. One of the girls in my, one of my communications classes, she worked there as well. So then I was able to get a job through her and that connection. So being in the entertainment world, it's all about connections and who you know, and, you know, making a good impression and impact. So that's kind of how that started. Yeah, let's talk about that job because you were also working there as you were being a student. So how was that like balancing the work and if you learned any life skills working there? It was crazy. I was working full time there. So I was working eight to five and then I went to school at night. So for I had classes from either 6.30 to 9 some days or 7 to 9.45, so like almost 10 p.m. So it was hustle and bustle, you know, always. And on the weekends, I had another job. I actually worked as a waitress at a bar. So I had two full-time jobs and I was going to school. So it was, it was very crazy. So I would say what I learned from that is time management for sure. Trying to always fit in homework and study sessions while you can and to be really focused and engaging with what you're doing. Because I think sometimes, of course, I'm guilty of doing this now as well. You're kind of always looking at what's ahead or when you're going through your to-do list, you're kind of like picking things here and there. But I think you just like focus on the task that's at hand. So whether like you're at work, just focus on work. When you're at school, just focus on school. Then it make your life a lot easier. So compartmentalize your life. A huge life lesson I learned and like time management as well. Yes, for sure. Time management, staying organized. Actually, Mm -hmm. I interviewed a former professor of mine and she said with the field that we work, it's all about hustling. And you just said it right there. So, you know, it's not just one person's point of view. It's like, no, we really have to hustle if you want to, you know, work in this industry that we love. Yes. Makes it easier to cut your to-do list is what I'm trying to say. Oh, 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 oh,
just heard Blow the Speakers Up from Swedish indie pop band I Don't Speak French. Just one of the bands that Listen Up Media has helped represent. And on this special episode, I interview Senior Press Manager of Listen Up Media, Alex Amila. And let's get back right into that interview where we discuss a little bit more about her company and some excellent advice she gives to potential students who actually want to work in the field of music publicity. You're also a senior press manager for Listen Up Media. Now, for our listeners out there, what is Listen Up Media? So Listen Up is a music publicity firm based in Los Angeles. We also have a satellite office in the UK. So we handle press from a global standpoint. And we also, on top of press, which includes, you know, editorial, print, online media. We also cover radio, independent playlisting, Spotify plugging. So we do kind of a little bit of everything. And as we market ourselves as a 360 promotions company, so we're able to tackle music from a holistic standpoint, as well as a global standpoint. How did you find or discover Listen Up Media? When I was at my previous role at EMC Bowery, I knew that I wanted to move into music and applying, interviewing for a lot of things. And I saw, you know, Listen Up come up and I've always been a huge dance music fan. You know, that's really like my niche and my forte. So I saw, you know, a lot of the clients that they worked on and I was like, oh, this would be great. So when I went into the office to interview, they kind of had all of these magazine covers on the wall of like all of these artists that I love. And while I was doing my interview and we were talking, who's the head of press now? Her name is Charlotte and she's great. She was like, oh, so like what kind of music do you listen to? And like, what artists do you like? And I was like, do you see everyone on that wall? Literally every single person on this wall is, is what I love. I think that had like a big thing to do with it that I just had like passion for music. So that's kind of like what led me to find Listen Up. Okay. Now you talk about the artists on the wall that you love. So which artists does Listen Up Media represent? So we represent so many different kinds of artists. Our bread and butter is definitely EDM dance music. We have, you know, over the past few years, crossed over into hip hop, pop, indie, R&B, Afropunk as well. So we do a lot of different things. In hip hop, we've done like Doja Cat. We're doing Burna Boy and dance EDM. We do everyone from like Cashmere Jaws all the way to small indie bands. And we work with Insomniac heavily doing their press as well. So yeah, we work on a little bit of everything. That's awesome. Now, I think you introduced me to I Don't Speak French. Yes. They're so fantastic. And I thank you for being my gateway to, you know, listening to them. Yeah, yeah. That was a cool campaign. You know, we were just kind of signed on to do that one track for them. But, you know, I think he was really sweet. You know, the lead singer of the band that I connected you with, he was a really great guy and he loved speaking with you. And it's always great, you know, to work with journalists like you in the industry who, when we put you in front of our client, you know, they always have positive feedback. And then, you know, you guys have that really great rapport. And then from that, you know, you guys can build your own connection that he'll want to keep talking to you whenever he has things coming up. So yeah, so thank you for being awesome and for, you know, making that happen. Appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Something that my aunt also has said to me, and it's definitely good advice, is your reputation is everything. As long as you maintain a positive attitude and a great reputation, you know, you're always going to get that new business. Now, I know that you did get promoted because you were from press manager to now senior press manager. What do you do for your role? So really the difference between being a press manager to a senior press manager is 
just being more like, you know, in charge of your campaigns and, you know, you know, pitching for new business, looking for new business, sorting kind of the money aspect, doing client proposals and strategies and negotiating fees. So that would be like a major responsibility as a senior press manager, but also having the ability to handle your campaigns start to finish. You are able to lead completely. If you have a team underneath you, you're able to, you know, delegate duties and help out where you can. And also a big part of being in press and being at Listen Up is just helping coworkers where you can. We're working on projects that are kind of the same and we can have those kind of brainstorm sessions and we can collaborate in an effective way. So it's a lot of doing that as well as spearheading as many things as you can, like specific initiatives, that we do to at Listen Up is, you know, we want to support our Black artists, AAPI community, our LGBTQIA community as well. So we're always trying to come up with new ideas to engage media and come up with different variations on how we can make this exciting and get our client's name out there in a positive and productive way. Also, I want to say that you're kind of considered one of the lucky ones because someone who usually graduates from college sometimes it's really hard for them to actually pursue a career that they studied for. And, you know, you went from working to being a student to now you pretty much have like, I guess your dream job. You know, we're always working towards the dream job. Of course, when I started going to like dance music shows and festivals 10 years ago, I was always like, wow, like working for this festival or like doing press for these artists would be so cool. And, you know, now I'm doing it. So I'm like, wow, this is amazing. You know, like I am actually, living my dream and when people say like to keep working hard for your dreams and always you know manifest and all those things like I definitely think that those are very important and yeah I feel very lucky to have the opportunity I love all my coworkers and I love you know where I work and all the artists that I work on so it's been really a blessing yeah no I'm super happy for you and thank you you know you were talking about like kind of thinking forward where do you see Alex next in your next career level like your next step That's a great question. So I would say that I do love working with artists as well. And working at Listen Up, I've been able to try so many different things and have my hands in so many different things. And I would say I would see myself in the next few years, I would love to work on, you know, artist campaigns at like the high levels, the A-list artists. So be doing press for them as well. I love to do festivals, doing some sort of, you know, on-site festival press would be really exciting as well for me. And then on top of that, in the music industry, we're so in touch with technology, you know, with the rise of Twitch and all these other, you know, social media platforms and TikTok that, you know, doing something that integrates entertainment and tech would also be really exciting for me. What advice would you give a student maybe wants to be a publicist or, you know, maybe work in, you know, music PR or record label, like how they could get their foot in the door? Yeah. So I think a lot of people say, you know, intern, 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 that's always the way to build connections. And that's definitely very true. But of course, in my experience, I didn't do that. So I was able to just utilize my connections and have that like positive rapport with people in the industry to kind of build that connection. So I would say if you're on LinkedIn, it's definitely good to, you know, reach out to people that you went to college with that also work at your job. So say like, you know, you want to work at like Interscope or you want to work in music PR and you see Listen Up or you see Interscope and you're like, oh, let me LinkedIn stock basically like who went to my college and who works there. And then you just kind of reach out to them, build a connection ask them to set up a coffee date and just kind of talk to them about how you want to get started. 
I think building that connection is really important. People do really appreciate that via LinkedIn when they can help out, you know, a fellow classmate or someone, an alumni. That's a great way to do reaching out as well. Love that advice. Now you mentioned about like artists. Who are you currently listening to right now? So listening to, oh my gosh, I feel like I listen to so much music. I love Gorgon City. So Gorgon City has been rolling out some new music, which I love. There's this female artist that my boyfriend actually used to manage. Her name is LP Giobi and she <gasps> is- I interviewed her. She's so amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. I love her. I love, love, love her. And she's such an amazing artist, first of all. And also she does so much for the female community, for artists trying to like break out in the industry. And I just think that she's awesome. Like she's a very unique artist. Her music, she's killing it right now. And, you know, I think that COVID's been the best thing that's, you know, ever happened to her streaming-wise. So that's really exciting. And I think that we're going to see a lot of great things from her in the next, like, few years. So I like her as well. I'm currently working on the Side Piece Boys, which are really great, like, for work. And I also just love their music in general. It's so much fun to do. And there's the Grammy campaign that I worked on this past year. And on top of that, Wookie, he's great. He's an amazing producer. Like he's so innovative and creative and he's like just like the most, the nicest guy that you'll ever meet. Like he's just genuine as well. So, and then just in terms of like who I'm working on work-wise, I'm working on Cashmere, Jaws, Chami, Vintage Culture, Boombox Cartel, Insomniac, Shindu, who is one of the producers on Peaches, Justin Bieber's track, which is really cool. Um, Medusa, Sophie Grofey, she's awesome nitty gritty and then party favor. So yeah, I'm working on quite a few things right now. Okay. Yeah. I know who nitty gritty is and yeah. Cause you did send me in the email that now you're working with insomniac records. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So again, like you said, all about time management. Cause that is like a handful of artists. Oh yeah. Hit a lot. Busy days through and through, but I'm excited that finally like live shows are coming back. All of my artists are releasing a lot of music, pumping things out. And I would say the majority of my artists too were releasing music, you know, during COVID. So it's always nice to work on those artists who really release music because they love it, not because like it's their job, you know? As audience ourselves too we could totally tell if it's like oh well they had to put this track out because the label told them to do so absolutely also it seems like even though you had a short period of like learning about business you still kind of take that into account of what you're doing right now I would say when you're going through business school it is a lot of more like by the numbers and for me I've always been more on the creative side so the numbers thing don't work for me. So, but yeah, you do kind of take what you learn through college. I've obviously taken that into listen up, but a lot of it too is just, you know, learning from your peers and like, you know, learning from internal staff and always, you know, asking those questions. And if you're not clear about something, just making sure you're clarifying. And I'm very much of like, I learn from observing. So that's kind of like my strong suit. Thank you so much for, again, like I said, doing this, fitting me into your day. I feel very blessed that you reached out to me. I was like, oh my gosh, you want to talk to me? Like, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I myself to be that exciting. But I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you reached out and you're just such a lovely person, you know, through and through. So I really do appreciate you. Thank you. And I'm glad that I got to hear your story as well as our listeners. Yay, you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much, KCSS listeners, for listening in. Thank you so much, Alex, for being my guest. Now, you KCSS listeners, 
definitely check out Listen Up Media online. They represent a bunch of great artists. They're also currently hiring for junior press manager. So if you're in the LA area and you're interested in music publicity, I recommend that you apply. Also, a shout out to my co-editor, Joe Hoskinson, who pretty much edits my edits. I'm looking forward to coming back here on KCSS podcast to share with you another phenomenal interview with another female guest. And I'll keep that a surprise until then. Thank you so much for listening to DJ Chanel on the Valley's True Alternative KCSS podcast.